An amuse array, as this would be. Mm. Covering covering my head with the serviette in order to like hide my podcast <laughs> shame from God. To consume the trash of your podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to... It's the free one. Yeah, I'm no longer saying it. I'm just letting this new say You're listening to the free one. And yeah. if you've never listened to Trash Future before, welcome to the free one. Welcome to There's the maze one. of impenetrable bits. Yeah. This is. I still don't get how they're at, like that guy who said that his friend listened to Trash Future for the first time, and they got so they got so confused by the concept of the free one, which is like arguably the least inscrutable what? bit. Like what? it's just there's a free episode every week. Yeah. And there's a paid episode, and uh-huh. this is the free one. And this one's that one. Yeah, yeah, I understand one. Builders Valhalla, no. <laughs> but I don't understand the concept of the free one. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, no. I'm, the, I'm the one guy who understands the joke yeah. I made in the previous episode about the satanic zone, but not <laughs> the free one. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's because mm. no, it's because we're all so conditioned by freaking capitalism yeah. that we mm. can't imagine a free one. Yeah, there's no You're such thing as a free one, as yeah, they always say. Right, there's yeah. not. Uh, it's Riley, Alice, Milo, and Nate uh, appearing Yo. today to talk about some bullshit. Well, they say if it's free, you're the product. I'm actually being handed a bulletin uh, just now. Yes, you, you're all the product. You, the hogs. Yeah, uh, we're all Macedonian teenagers are writing blog posts to manipulate your behavior right now. Uh, mm. Voting, buying stuff, vaping, who can say? Mm. But they're doing it. They're yeah. doing it because you listen to this product. Yeah, this product yeah. scripted by Dominic Cummings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a handkerchief over your head right now. You didn't even notice. Yeah. You bought a handkerchief because of this. <laughs> We're in the pocket of big handkerchief, <laughs> which are themselves in a big pocket. <laughs> okay, very clever. <laughs> All you. right. Uh, so, <laughs> look, I've actually been handed a bulletin before we get to the contents of what I've been making notes Yes, the guy handing me the bulletin is making that noise. That's not a machine. That's just the guy. I've invented a new news detector. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, this is a bulletin from uh, mid June, but mm. I just rolled across my the news desk, the TF news desk today. Uh, new original artwork by Hunter Biden is being sold for half a million dollars. Is yeah, this an us. NFT? Is it an NFT? <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Just painting. Hunter Biden no, it's just painting. is like unproblematic now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's come on. It's not as though you can just value art at whatever and then no, you have someone to, like, can use that. You have to make mm. a non fungible token to do that. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. but it's what I was saying. It's not as though you can just value art at whatever and then someone can give you money for that art and it's a legitimate non corrupt transaction. Of mm. course. Mm. Yeah, of course. Right? Because the yeah. art is actually that, it's worth that much. Yeah, what, what, the value is, what is the art of? Yeah, I wanted to know that too. Uh, it is uh, therapeutic art that he painted to get over. You know what, remember, there's an episode <clears throat> of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Frank pretends to be like uh, an art critic. Uh, for, yeah. I can't remember the thing. And <clears throat> uh, all, all of the stories about Hunter Biden's art uh, are all like just the stuff that they said in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, it's the yeah. same thing. I'm going to put it in the group DM now. Because here's the thing, right? I mean, given that we had to suffer through the weird lopsided portraits of Vladimir Putin that George Bush did, or even worse, his therapeutic wait, 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 wait. George Bush did a painting of Vladimir Putin. Oh, you haven't seen it. George Bush paints now. I thought you meant when he was in office. Like, no, hey, Vlad, I thought you might like this. Check it out. Oh, that's quite Trump. I thought you might like this painting. It's beautiful. I did it myself, actually. It's 
It's a wonderful painting, very, very large. It's of the Russian president, a great man. <laughs> big guy, very, George very George W. Big. Bush, since leaving office, has focused a lot on painting. And in the grimmest way, he paints portraits of American service members who died in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, which is fully uh, like taunting, serial killer taunting the police kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's just, it's, mm. uh, it, it's very, very, and, and the thing about it is, is that the sort of party line in America is you're supposed to be like, oh, isn't this great? It's like, he's not a very good painter. It's kind of like a primitive style. He doesn't really seem to be getting any better. And it's just... It's really, I don't know, mm. off-putting. Let's let's call it that. Mm -hmm. So to me, anything Hunter Biden does cannot be as weird or bad as that. And uh, I, at least I know that Hunter Biden's paintings probably have something to do with drugs and or getting laid. And I respect that. <laughs> is Bush here? Is he painting Giuliani? Uh, I don't know. But the paintings above that is uh, Biden's artwork. And all the experts are saying it's actually good. And, you know, you could know for sure that it's actually good because that's just like how uh, Doug Emhoff's daughter now getting like a modeling contract or the Obama sisters now getting like to write a TV show. They're all it's because they're all good at it. Yeah. It's not just because like if you're a Democratic insider, you get an art career. Th this portrait mm. on the left does look a lot like the cover of a GCSE science textbook. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, to be honest with you, it's not bad. Uh, it's it's mm. definitely better than Bush's painting. I don't mm -hmm. know what the, the the portrait is. It's not Giuliani, but I don't know who that's supposed to be. Giuliani doesn't have a mustache, and the the person is that, in that a mustache. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure that is. You know, I think that's just a fucked up lip. You see, oh, maybe I, it's, it's not it, Rudy it, Giuliani. You know, modern art. It's about what it inspires in you, rather than the like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It made me think about Giuliani. That's what <laughs> yeah. it says. Yeah, it made to you me. think of Rudy Giuliani with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Rudy, Gi Rudy Giuliani has a signature hair dye melting down his face like brain fluid yeah. is leaking. Yeah, so he looks like the end of death. He looks like Aschenbach in the death in uh, Death in Venice, which is like a normal yeah. thing for a person <laughs> to look like. Hunter Biden, however, looks a bit like he's he's in a sort of like a prison workshop making a card for his victims, <laughs> like like riding with a big paintbrush. Like I'm sorry about the arson. I just <laughs> like, I, to be honest, to be honest with you, Alice, I feel like Rudy Giuliani. I just cannot envision him being stricken on the beach while gazing upon the world's most beautiful twink. Like Rudy Giuliani's done a lot of things in his life, but not he, he wouldn't do something that cool. So in that regard, I just I can't I can't I can't accept the von Aschenbach comparison. You stare into the twink and the twink stares back. Well, uh, anyway, that's I, I just I saw that and I felt I needed to bring it up. Uh, another couple of things yeah. before we get into Critical our... support for Hunter yeah, Biden, I mean, to be honest with you. I mean, look, he's gotten to live a pretty, like, fun life. He's the only cool, yeah. like, Democrat child. <laughs> for a guy who's, like, uh, nominally, like, attached to power, like, all of his vibes have just been, like, catastrophic and also uniquely American. Like, I think, he, I think Hunter Biden might be the protagonist of America. Like yeah, we the, found the guy. The stuff that's happened to him, like uh, he got onto a lot of drugs, and like his his brother went to Afghanistan and then like died early when he got back from Afghanistan. This is like Hunter Biden is the protagonist of America the sitcom, and so I respect this bold new direction to like have. Him yeah, just I mean, I, I I I made this point on Hell of a Way, but something for listeners to understand it was it was actually Iraq, I think, not Afghanistan. Yeah. But his brother was a was a judge advocate general officer, like an army lawyer, basically, and then died from cancer after he came back from deployment. But Hunter Biden got kicked out of the Navy for cocaine use. 
And the thing that I would say is that if you are the son of someone famous using a drug that's out of your system within four days, you have to use cocaine so fucking much for the Navy to be like, we're putting our foot down. So that gives you an impression of the volume of cocaine that man was using. Uh, Lieutenant Biden, you've been using non-standard issue cocaine <laughs> on board ship. Uh, Lieutenant Biden, who started a small plates restaurant in the ship's port? <laughs> uh, it's impractical to use this many plates. It's inefficient on board ship. Peruvian, Italian, who told you that went together? Yeah. On shore leave, that's acceptable. I also love the idea because, I mean, the, the, the footage that's been leaked of him shows him smoking crack with uh, with sex workers. And it's like, mm. I actually think that when part of your job as a Navy officer involves just staring at the ocean endlessly, crack might make you more attentive. You might actually <laughs> yeah. be better at spotting hazards. That's what coming to attention means. You just do crack. Yeah, or maybe it's like the reverse and it made him this way. Maybe he got like sea madness. Mm. Mm. That is a good but, point. I, mm. Yeah. Yeah, Being yeah. in the Navy I, sucks so hard that it makes you want to smoke crack. Mm. <laughs> and, and then do like abstract, sort of abstract impressionist art. Before the invention of crack, like what did, what did sailors do? They got a lot of unwise tattoos and did opium. So this is like all coming together. Being Navy on the sea makes you mad, makes you like it gives you sea madness. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting about this is this is ultimately led to Hunter Biden basically having the same career trajectory as Charles Bronson. Yeah, I'm just into me art. Hunter Biden greasing himself up before fighting a bunch of prison guards, fighting the entire yeah. Secret Service while greased up I and naked. Thing, he wouldn't. He wouldn't fight them. He would. I just, just want to see my dad. He would just ask them about their relationships with their dad. A greased yeah. up Hunter Biden slithers <laughs> through the like an arm lock into the Oval Office. I mean, I don't even think his art is that bad. Hunter Biden is what would happen if Robert Rauschenberg was straight. All right, like that. <laughs> and allow us to stress that we also think Charles Bronson's artwork is very good. Oh yeah, love Mr. Bronson. If you're listening, we think Look, your artwork is excellent. I don't, I don't even. I don't yeah. even necessarily think it's bad. I think it's goodness or badness is immaterial when you're sort of in, mm. where you're in the the world of America. Where you're, it like seems you're, as though, you're saying it's the yeah. same thing as like the quality of Marie Antoinette's milk churning. Yeah, mm. or, or like you said, Ella Emhoff getting a modeling contract for the Obama or the Obama girls like becoming like TV writers. It's because it's like, no, when you're in the Democratic firmament, like yeah. you just get that kind of cultural respect because uh, because like in the, in the last like five to 10 years, that kind of partisan politics just kind of creeped into a like if like hair dye creeping into your brain. To be fair, I don't think we give Marie Antoinette enough credit for her entrepreneurial spirit <laughs> because in having that champagne glass modeled on her titty, she did kind of pave the way for the sort of porn star flashlight. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> they owe a lot to Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of people who owe stuff to stuff, and forgotten uh, women it, of history. <laughs> it's weird to me because. Uh, I it, obviously like being gifted careers in politics. There's plenty of examples of that in America, but get, being gifted careers in entertainment that seems like a more recent thing. Welcome uh, to Britain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like how else would you get famous people without the children of famous people? Ron, Ronald Ronald Reagan's son was actually in a movie called Ron Reagan is the President's Son because like he tried to be an actor mm. but he sucked and like he wasn't really able Rodney to get anywhere yeah, doing yeah, well, it. Like the nepotism in, in the arts and in, in Hollywood especially is like already Hollywood people like you know um, yeah. Max Brooks or like uh, Max Landis. It basically, Landis if your name's him. Max, you're fucking yeah. like set for mm. life. Yeah, Le- or Le- Jim Le- Mitchum. Le- Mad Max. Le- Lena Dunham is a good example, I think, for people for people our age, more mm. or less, because 
Yeah, her Shining parents were both song. extremely famous and accomplished artists. And then it's like, all right, here's every TV show ever. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I, but the idea of that extending to politics, that I'm not going to lie. I think, Riley, you hit a point there. That is kind of a more recent phenomenon with, I would say, a combination of mm. the Obama sort of entourage, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then also, and this is, this is, a, this is a, minor, a minor point for, for the real America heads out there. Bristol Palin on Dancing with the Stars. Ooh. Yeah, there's your that, red state, blue state divide right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny to call it. I love it when, when Americans just don't know about a bit of British yeah. slang. And it's very funny to call your daughter Bristol, oh, yeah, something which boobs. is British slang for tits. <laughs> <laughs> this is my daughter, Titty Palin. <laughs> Speaking of, okay, I, I think the, the, the thing is, like, it's like as America has become, I, I, Britain rather, mm. has become America, mm. um, so too have little bits of America become more British. And yeah. I think the um, Hunter Biden, the famous artist now, even though he seems to be pretty good at it, mm. is definitely a little bit of that happening. Me, that's the president. <laughs> um. So I look. I, I want to talk about some of the stuff that I that I have written down. Hunter and Joe should get yeah. a podcast where they talk about sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to NPR. Damn, damn it, Hunter! What's a blumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never been. What uh, your time was? You did meet a lady down at the pool, and she yeah, suck on your Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Called coprophilia, Dad. You get a woman to shit on you. Why does he sound like Don Draper? It's called. Happiness is called getting a woman, is a billboard telling you that a woman shitting on you yeah. is normal. Does Jill ever shit on your chest? I just love the idea that Don Draper's dad is Bill Clinton for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don. I have had a woman shit on my chest, yes, but. Uh, I've had that done many times. It's not necessarily my thing. If the lady's into that, I'm I'm flexible. But, uh, I'm into. God damn, mm. I, can't, I can't even do it. Okay, so yeah. look, we we got a few things to talk about. Um, Let's say you're on an island. We're gonna talk. Well, we're gonna talk about yeah. that. Oh, okay. Uh, but first, uh, look. By the time this comes out, football either will or will have not come home. It, it, it will be. It, it will have come home. Yeah. By this John point, football, football has texted us asking us to put the kettle on. Because it's coming yeah. home. Football is like you up. Uh-huh. Well, whether or not football, football is yeah, has jiggling has its keys yeah. in the door drunkenly, waiting for us to let it in because it's mm. coming home. Uh-huh. Football's about to noisily make cheese on toast while you try football, and sleep. Football is about to piss and like get none of that piss in the toilet once it gets <laughs> okay. home, which it will so, do shortly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it will have been home by the time this comes That's out. That's right. Yeah. So it's in the middle of the piss. If you're or, using a uh, trash future to learn your uh, English tenses, then uh, welcome to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the football will have come home by the time that this episode has been yeah, what, released. What, what Riley's from now. deploying here is a subjunctive that football may come home. Yes, correct. Yeah. So what I want to talk about, though, briefly about this um, is as well, right, that I, 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 can feel, I can feel an energy in the air, mm. which is... Um, Liberal commentators beginning to draw grand conclusions about the condition, the conditions of the politics of this country uh, from a little bit of spectacle. You're talking about Caitlin yeah. Moran. Uh, um, inter alia, to be honest. Mm. Uh, not just hey, Caitlin Moran. <laughs> 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 no, you uh, named my daughter <laughs> inter alia. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> but uh, there is... Essentially, right there is there is this say. It's, mm. I don't know what it is with years with the numbers two zero one and two in them, 
but okay. some bit of spectacle will happen. Oh, you're doing mm. numerology will, here, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. That will cause that will basically cause uh, that will cause uh, your liberal commentators to begin to just be enraptured by the jingling keys of just mm. like something kind of nice happening and say, "Oh, yeah. Britain's gonna be okay." Yeah, and that is annoying as shit. Yeah, that I think the the liberal commentators in Britain live in a world in which uh, the amount of money required to uh, save Britain from years of crippling austerity is exactly the same as the prize money in the dodgeball competition. <laughs> um, and I, d- I don't know how they got into that kind yeah. of alternate reality, that sort of parallel existence oh, it's, that it's they live in the rest of it, us. It's media policy. So, like, if you're not mm. aware, specifically, the one that I saw was Caitlin Moran tweeting, I was on a cab ride across London. Uh, a thing which I can afford, mm. and I saw yeah. uh, everybody out in the streets celebrating uh, a you know liberal internationalist vision of Britain that they specifically definitely cared about. I heard people hanging yeah. off of buses, clamouring for a rules-based international order. Yeah, they were shouting, "Come on, diversity!" <laughs> That's what they were going for. <laughs> it, it's it seems as though there is a real desire to uh, read into this mm. uh, the same thing that they read into 2012. Yeah, and right. everything's been fine since 2012. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah, because Danny Boyle did the opening ceremony, and there were like dancing nurses, and the Queen jumped out of a plane. So you know, it was everything's been fine since then. Yeah, exactly. Well, how it, could it not have been? Yeah, and well, no, it's that that was that showed what we what we were, and now this shows what we could be. And again, it is uh, the and the fa- problem is is that all, a lot of the people who think this just so happen to also have a stranglehold on all of the respectable media outlets' leftmost flank. So we gonna we're, this is going to be inflicted on us for the next decade. Hmm. This is it, I I feel like it's kind of it's weird because they have this brain disease where everything has to be discourse, right? Mm-hmm. So something can't just be like a nice fun thing yeah. like this, which is it's a distraction yeah. from how bad everything is. Yeah. But it's a nice thing. It's not it, a bad it, thing. It is a nice thing. Lots it of is people, fun. I'm lots having of people fun on the left to kill yeah. joys, and they're like, oh, well, how can you enjoy this? Uh, Tony's like, no, go fuck yourself. Let, let people enjoy things. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'm not often the guy who says that. Yeah. But in this case, let people fucking enjoy things. Don't make it a discourse. Don't turn it into a moral arc. It's just it's a nice thing that people who don't often get to enjoy a lot of things are being able to enjoy. Mm. But I feel like extrapolating from that, that everything is now fine. It's a bit like, I don't know, seeing some people like having a sing song in the tube during the blitz and going like, well, I guess that means the Germans will surely be defeated. Like, no, that's not how that works. There's like a hypocrisy to it too. Like, particularly if you're doing anyone but England, where you're like, no, because the English are racist, which is true, uh, because mm. England is a terrible place, which is true, I'm going to support mm. a nice progressive country like, and I'm not going to check anything about this Denmark. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was we and Phoebe were talking about this last night? I, dro- I drove her home. There was like lots of people on the street cheering. We were giving them a little honk. It was nice. It was fun. Mm-hmm. We were standing on the honk. Um, and uh, and then we were discussing the anyone but England people, the most irritating people on the mm. face of the fucking planet, right? And uh, we were remembering in the World Cup that Phoebe knew someone who was English, but who was an anyone but English person, uh, who was doing, uh, who was supporting Croatia oh. for woke reasons. In the yep. and uh, Phoebe and I were both recalling that famously, uh, Croatia, uh, the Croats, were the only people who the SS wrote in official documents were too into the Holocaust. And they were like, these guys, a little bit too enthusiastic. I, well, I assume that's changed now, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Wasn't this the same tournament that Croatian fans were like doing a like, swastika formations of themselves? 
Yeah, I think there are also maybe even a couple of the Croatian players sort of had kind of like huh. well-known Nazi sympathies. I mean, you know, but woke though, uh-huh. because it's not England. Yeah, well, because England's racist. Well, then yeah. there's the, there's the other half of this as well, uh, which again is uh, not significant, but I'm taking a little bit of joy in watching, uh, which hmm. is uh, like so, like the the Tory intake at 29 intake MP Lee Anderson, who you may remember, set yeah. himself up a soft vox pop the class of 2019 by telling the guy who he's Tory knocked on to like suggest some stuff he could agree with and the guy was like i'd put all benefits claimants in prison camps and lee anderson had to be like uh maybe not that it was that guy Uh, he's been boycotting it just because like because they're like and the lawrence fox people are all like because they only talk to each other yeah Yeah. that's like a a decent proportion of the reason why i hope that we win and that it does come home is that like the more we win the funnier it gets that everybody like on the right, absolutely went all in at the start of the tournament with go woke, go broke, you know? Uh, and like, I, I won't be watching this, and if you want to boo them for taking the knee, then that's your right as a patriotic Englishman. That's true, bloody right, lads. I'll throw something in. Obviously, America doesn't have an equivalent to this because aside from the Olympics, we, we don't really have an international competition style thing that really matters. But to me, mm. the well, idea- of the World Series. Exactly. Yeah, the World Series of Baseball, uh, which only has American and some Canadian teams. Um, The thing that I would say is it's weird to me if you don't want your like to be agnostic is fine to not care about sports is fine to be really, really aggressively against your home team is just kind of weird. Like, I'm very happy when anyone but the Lakers wins the NBA championship because fuck the Lakers. Uh, I would say that about the Bulls, but I feel like the Bulls haven't been doing very well, so I don't. I feel bad for them now. Don't really like the Knicks either, even though I live in New York because I'm an Indiana Pacers fan, and uh, both the Lakers and the, the the Knicks have fucked us over big time. I'm also extremely happy when the New England Patriots don't win because uh, as a Colts fan, uh, you may know that there's this terrible thing that the Indianapolis Colts in the 2000s could not stand up against called snow. Uh, mm. and really bad things happen whenever they played in New England. So I get that sensation, but the idea of being against your own team and like very loudly proclaiming that just seems weird to me. And and obviously like the national politics and the of the mm. constituent nations of the UK is that it's weird to me. It's not I, I grasp it, but obviously like it doesn't have like a personal aspect to it. Yeah. But it's strange to me, like if you don't want England to win, then fine. Like, yeah, I get it. A lot of England fans are psychos. But like declaring that shit publicly as a kind of a public stance, you know, for moral and reasons. A political very, one. Yeah. Mm. And, and, yeah. Is, is a moral and political one. It's very, very weird. But the other point I'd make is that like, I agree with you, Alice, and I agree that, I mean, I feel like the impression that I've gotten is Gareth Southgate seems to be like a pretty nice guy. And obviously, like if you look at the stories from many of the England team players, like they are very much representative of the conditions of, of modern Britain. You know, I was... um reading this article this morning that uh, was getting shared that I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it or not. It was in, in, on a website called the Players' Tribune where Raheem Sterling mm. talks about growing up and like, you know, from the time he was a, a teenager, uh, like a young teenager, having to basically ride a bus three hours to get to Heathrow to play for the youth club he played on and that his either his mm. mom or his sister would take him out there like because they didn't have a car and they had no one else to, to do it and they would, you know, like they centered their lives around him. When he was a little kid, he was helping his mom and sister clean hotel rooms at like five in the morning to augment their income. Mm. Their life, I think, the life of lives of a lot of these players 
is way more indicative of how most people in Britain, working people in Britain are living. And so like there's a and they just seem genuinely like nice people yeah. like yeah, the stuff. Nate, Nate, I mean, come on, someone like Raheem Sterling, you know, no matter what struggles he's been through, he couldn't possibly understand how hard it is being Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is the imagine. thing, right? Like either I, you have to be consistent about it is the thing. I think you can either be like, there is no politics involved in this for me. This is just a bit of fun. Or yeah. you can be like, I am going to apply a political lens to this. And if you do apply a political lens to it, I think it's very difficult to argue that the England team of 2021 is not a surprisingly like progressive and sometimes oppositional to power. Yeah, I mean, you think thing. about about what Marcus Rashford has done over the past year and a half. You know, you look at the, some of the statements made. You look at the statements in in favor of trans rights, uh, in favor of Black Lives Matter. You know, opposing race, publicly opposing racism. I'm not. I'm not naive about this. I I think that no matter if if England does win, I'm sure that the right wing bullshit culture mis- machine is going to spin it however they want to because. And I do have a broader point about that. Um, but I think to me, I feel like what's interesting is it's very strange how much the people who, like you said, came out very early and said, go woke, go broke, et cetera, and made this like their, mm. you know, the hill they were going to die on. Under normal circumstances, by now they would have melted. But yeah. they really are in the truly most English way possible determined to be miserable in the face of something well, unironically it's, good. It's upsetting for people like Lawrence Fox because previous iterations of the England team, while much less successful at football, were much more reflective of him because they were all like the most divorced people alive. Like you could watch someone like John Terry and be like, yes, <laughs> like this man represents me. That is a man who's not allowed to see I, his kids. I, I, I do think there is one thing that we can we can learn from the right here, which is that when that pivot happens, and we've already seen it from, uh, from Boris Johnson and Priti Patel, who like having yeah. previously been like, like, oh, you can boo these guys, and also I'm going to try and deport half the squad's nans, have now, uh, like, you know, been posting on Twitter in, like, poorly-sized England shirts with the creases still in them. Um, I think the thing that we can learn from the right here is to be absolutely shameless and absolutely cynical and never, ever lose a breath. If you get owned, uh, just ignore it, because it doesn't matter. And I think that's that's yeah. something that we could stand to to internalize a bit. Uh, but I think the big thing for me, though, to to round off my sort of digression here, is just Alice. I agree with you. Lawrence Fox will never ever open up the Notes app and type out an apology and screenshot no. it. That will no. not happen, and and you shouldn't mm. either. But another point I'd make is that I it really does sound like a stupid meme to go on about let people enjoy things. But ultimately, it's like. Shit has fucking sucked in this country for a while. And and the last, you know, 16 months have been miserable in this country. Like, absolutely Mm. miserable. Like, I'm really happy that people are enjoying things. I wasn't watching the match last night. I did, you know, very, very po-facedly get on ITV and watch. when I heard all the cheering echoing throughout my neighborhood when Harry Kane scored. But, like, that was a really cool feeling to just kind of, you know, almost serendipitous to be taking the mm. fucking bins out. And then suddenly, like, like you'd think yeah. there was an occupying army. Like, there's just cheers mm. everywhere. I'm really happy for people getting, you know, being able to enjoy something good happening for England. Yeah. That being said, like, are a lot of people insane? Yeah. Are a lot of people, like, is, is it worth getting down to, like, really intense ideological arguments about it? No, probably not. But ultimately, like, we're, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if we mm. weren't in favor of, like, people getting more joy out of their lives and less drudgery and misery. 
And like, yeah. this makes people happy. I'm really fucking glad England's doing well. It also seems like the Italian team, it seems like the Italian team, uh, <laughs> probably not as uh, open-minded as yeah, the England it's, team. It's also like, it's, it's, it's genuinely, I don't think it's hyperbolic to call it a battle for the soul of English football right now. I think there is like, because like all of these guys like Lawrence Fox, right? They very much want to drag England internationally back to the past of watching 11 fat old guys who have been on the beers all week sort of shuffle around losing and just and being all fucking each other's wives. Yeah, be, being desperately miserable and racist and sexist and homophobic and all of the rest of it. And like England are playing like a different country. And I think that's incredibly powerful. They want everyone to be Vinnie Jones, basically, when he was a professional footballer. I don't think that there is a version of an English national identity that is... I don't really think there is a nationalism that's good. I don't think that that's a route you can really yeah. go down. Um, I don't think there's no. a Canadian national identity that's good. No. Uh, I think that the, and well, the, idea that. that the idea that these things can be wedded to some kind of progressive principle, especially through, like, spectacle... Is not is not, but uh, but on the other hand, uh, eh, it's 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 football. I like to watch it. It's fun. I like to cheer for the guys. They seem yeah. nice. And it is, it is that, like yeah. In as much as like you, you can't have a like a progressive, inclusive nationalism because nationalism always has to be exclusive. Mm. It is mm. nice that if we have to have it, which it seems that we do. Uh, mm -hmm. we are being offered at like a sort of a mass market, a mass consumer level of it, something that is explicitly inclusive of more people rather than just and, being mm -hmm. like, no, fuck you. Yeah, I think that's this. And I think that it's it's something where the sort of, you know, where the, where the worst instincts of, of this country have been sort of, uh, I'd say uh, it's so powerful for so long. It is. It's almost like it has been. It has been such a beating down that to have anything different mm. feels like the world, and I think that's what leads uh, someone like Caitlin Morin, or that's mm. what led people in 2012, right? Because in 2012, you were sort of off the financial crisis, off the Iraq War. This was mm. the kind of the first big nice thing you've seen associated with the state, yeah. and so you get very overjoyed about it. I think it's very easy for that to happen again. And I think that's mm. why we're never going to stop hearing about this. Everyone's going to claim it, except for the left, which will spend a long time yeah. loudly proclaiming that they did, or certain sections of, of the left, which will spend a lot of time loudly proclaiming that they actually weren't watching because they were reading theory. Yeah, for like two reasons. One, that we're miserable cunts. Mm. And for a second, mm -hmm. because True. that like, we've, we have signally failed mm. to like, take that thing from the right of just being cynical and just like, instead we always have to be idealistic about this stuff. And it's like, no, enjoy the football and like, use it to our advantage in order to push a narrative which might be helpful to us later. That's all you yeah. have to do. I yeah. think I want to, I want to, I want to move on to a startup which I've got for us. Okay. Uh, it's called Casafari. Mm. Oh. C-A-S-A Casa. Safari, yeah. F A R. -I. It's a house that goes on safari. It is related to houses, Alice. Is it? Is it like you can go? You can go to like go go look around other people's houses, like a safari around houses. I mean, it's not just for looking around the other houses. I presume it's sort of like an Airbnb competitor thing. Mm, Vacation no. homes, travel. No, no. It it is it is for transactions relating to houses. D Cast sell safari. your house, mortgage your house. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it's a sell. It's a sell your house thing. Okay, 
But, and so I'll tell you this. Oh, the estate agent's wearing a pith helmet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, the, you take only pictures, leave only footprints oh, in this right. single family home. Mm. Uh, it's a real estate network to enable and accelerate deals. Uh, oh, deals. Yeah. It's a good something yeah. startup. It is. It is. Uh, I'd say, having sort of looked through it, it's looks somewhat like a. It was set up originally to be a competitor to Zillow or Zoopla or Rightmove or right, similar. Okay. Um, they say you can connect with fifteen thousand plus real estate agents through MLS functions, complete mm, market for stock history. Yeah, uh, in your area. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, many of them are milfs. Yeah, I'd like to uh, like to milf. filter these real estate agents by milf. <laughs> yeah, a history Women of a certain age. A history of each property and all asset classes, and so on. But the fact that I said asset classes should give you a little hint as to who the customer of Casafari is. Oh, uh, <laughs> private equity. <laughs> That's right. Amazing. Uh, so let me ask you a question, Riley. Is yeah. this trying to foist shared ownership on people, or is it just trying to get private equity buyers to become landlords? Uh, it's the second one. Uh, <laughs> it's the second one. Wild. Uh, it was so. It was. It's a real estate data platform. It was built in Lisbon. Mm. Uh, huh. It's a, a bunch of Europeans at this company. Uh, what if out. what if one of them was another type of them? You know, you fill in the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At uh, home, <laughs> you write it down. Answers on a postcard. Mm. Um, and it has raised uh, a bunch of Series A, which is like funding to actually build their yeah. business and stuff. But more importantly, it has also been recently given a hundred twenty million dollars as a a mandate. So basically, through their platform. To transact, so not right. to build their business, but to tra- to engage in transactions on their platform from a Geneva-based private equity investor called Stoneweg. 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 Yeah, yeah having Stoneweg. a Stoneweg. Having a Stoneweg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what they're trying to do is basically spend 120 million dollars at once on as many single-family homes as they can for this private equity investor, and they're right. trying to make that their main business. Okay. Where private equity can just be like here. I want to buy a um, hundred million dollars worth of single-family homes in this area, and then this data platform can hit a button and be like, "Well, you did it." Well, th- that's great. I can't see that having negative consequences no. for mm-hmm. the housing stock of the country. Yeah, well, you you don't want any of it available. No, you no. don't want people to be able to own well, that. You, the natural condition yeah. is that uh, capital owns it, and yeah. then you rent it from them. Yeah. Because mm. you want to be a, a van guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. a van coder, a digital nomad. Yeah. Digital nomad. Y- you're in the vanguard. According to CEO Nils Henning, uh, <laughs> what, if a, what if a Danish guy was German? Uh, Kasa- it's me, Nils Henning. Yeah. <laughs> That's like many Danish men. Yeah, mm, yeah to be That's fair. That's true. Mm. Uh, Safari has built a unique ecosystem which connects brokers, developers, asset managers, and investors, enabling sourcing, valuation, and deal collaboration on single units in all asset classes. Uh-huh. Deal collaboration. Uh, and they want to... It's called price help. fixing in other markets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or deals are inherently collaborative. That's the nature of a deal. Yeah, well, you know, they're... Yeah. It's, it, you can't more have a one-person deal. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you can't. Yeah, maybe. So let me, uh, just, let me just ask you. So it yeah. sounds like what this is, is it's a platform... To accelerate private equity purchasing residential properties as investment vehicles and basically not even entertaining the notion that there would be occupiers wanting to buy a home. No, I think that uh, there, uh, the, well, the platform was built, I think, to be used just by like real estate agents. Uh, it has now mm. evolved to private equity, private equity companies that want to get into the landlord game. Mm. Got it. 
Yeah, pretty cool, right? Yeah, yo, you heard of being a landlord? You should check it out. <laughs> what, if, what if we combined two famously pleasant people to have any kind of relationship with, landlords and private equity brokers? With tech people. Oh. Uh, so, um, the, uh, this, the go on, there are currently 70 billion euros of dry powder in Europe that could be yeah, allocated. In. Dry powder. <laughs> it, means, it means free fu- free funds. Uh-huh. Yeah, I bet uh-huh. they love dry sure. powder over at the private <laughs> equity offices. They've got the fucking loads of it in their desk drawer. <laughs> right. Cocaine. Yeah, that's right, Riley. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there are currently around 70 billion euros worth of uh, white fish scale in Europe <laughs> that could be yeah. allocated in acquiring residential property in a buy to let strategy. But there's no offer available. So uh, basically, like there's no big portfolio of housing available. No so they houses. Yeah. So People what they've done is they've already collect- but like th- there there are no new houses being built. So you're just oh, playing no. fucking musical chairs with the same five people, but you're trying to like introduce more dipshits to this. Well, mm. what you're actually doing is you're making one guy really big so he can sit on all the chairs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, if you meant, if you think of think of uh, a load of houses, a portfolio of houses, there's a lot of small plates. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then okay. what you do, you're gathering all those small plates into one tasting menu. On some uh-huh. kind of like yeah, naval okay. vessel. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then you're selling it. Uh, to a guy who's been on the dry powder. <laughs> <laughs> so they say the pro- so they basically collect the properties in portfolios, and then they can sell those portfolios of houses that they just. And you don't know if your house has been put into a portfolio. By the way, it just mm. happens. Mm. It, you just suddenly wake up and you're in a big folder. <laughs> is, is this not just another CDO? Like, um, well, no, because it's it's not a bet on other things. Uh-huh. It's actually it's. Because it, it's the, just a bundle of actual assets yeah, rather it, than debts and obligations. Yeah, it's just a okay. bundle of actual houses. But it means basically mm. that, like, the and you convert those houses into a hotel, and then you use <laughs> the hotel to charge people rent when they land on that square. Man, I, can't, I can't believe Nils Henning has got like a big top hat and a monocle and drives around in a shoe. Uh, but that's and and the thing is, right? It's it, that, what this basically means. Number one is that like. Yeah, your the the housing the rental market in Europe is about to become a lot more consolidated because mm. it just means that and like consolidated means good. Yeah, <laughs> con means good. Consolidated mm. means outcome. Yeah, um, and because that just means essentially that like a few private equity firms are going to be just like trading your house that you rent between them, depending on like what their mm. risk manager has said in terms of how much of that mm. asset they can hold at a given time. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, so you're, you're la- they've disrupted your landlord. Yeah, but- your landlord is now yeah. Compu Global Hypermedical. Yeah, couldn't couldn't happen yeah. to a nicer guy. But on the <laughs> other hand, I'm not looking forward to having to like text Compu Global Hypermeganet in order to try and get them to fix my boiler. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, that's going to be another. But I mean, the 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 right to fix your boiler is probably going to be sold off like Roman tax collection. I, I love the idea of just like the like the guy at the top of the private equity firm is having to handle these like minor kind of like <laughs> landlord shit, just like like a guy in an office in Luxembourg somewhere who's like coked to the fucking eyeballs, having to call a plumber in like Basingstoke and be like, "Hi, yeah, do you do boilers?" <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna need like. Can you go around to like this house? Yeah, I need you to go there. Like, like I own like four million houses. Yeah, I need you to go to one of the. I don't know the address. Like one of them. The boiler is fucked. So you're gonna need to go there. Yeah, I don't know what my accent is either. He's like a Romanian guy who's bad head injury. I don't know. 
I'm in Luxembourg right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got four girls sucking my dick under the desk. Ah, <laughs> uh, they might be guys. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't checked in years. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that just under, that's like a whole pipe that brings them in. <laughs> It's a pipe dream. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, so it's like, yeah, so it's it, what, what's instructive to me about this thing, right? Is that it, <laughs> portfolio it, of women? It, it's a combination of full of them. It's a combination of two things, right? It's um, it, it's a, just a normal data platform that's just innocuously gathering a bunch of information to facilitate transactions for real estate agents, people looking for houses. That is, but once you gather all that information together, once that information collects on a point, then a guy who's collected a bunch of money on a point is then able to put those two things together and then own all the houses effectively because it's uh it's you could because a, a, the guy with all the money couldn't do it at scale without the data platform and the data platform without the money is just a research project yeah. but put together it it's an illustration i think of how like even just the fact of gathering a bunch of information to and pr- gathering and processing a bunch of information together is a very political act, even if you're just, even if he doesn't seem that way in the first place. Because also, once all of these houses are bundled together in a big package and they're all owned by one guy, uh-huh. even when that guy the, the sells guy from, them, from the phone call. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's me. Yeah, Jan's dick suck. Yeah. <laughs> so I bundled all your houses in the whole country. I own every house in Britain now, and I own some of these sheds. So I own all the houses, and now I'm going to sell them to uh, my colleague, uh, Jan Blowjob. And uh, I'm not going to sell them back to like 4 million different guys. That's too much effort. So I take all the houses. This is like the scene in The Big Short where Margot Robbie explains <laughs> yeah, the CDO. Yeah, it's just his discount Big Short. Yeah. In order to explain I'm, this concept, yeah. we've got Milo Edwards doing a stupid voice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> in a bubble bath. Isn't that the whole deal of our show? Yeah. Yeah, I bundled together all this shit. So when I sell it, I'm going to sell it as a bundle. I'm not going to split it back up. So now all of the 4 million houses have to be owned by like one guy. And it's going to be like me, Jan Stigzak, or Jan Blowjob, or uh, or Dick Blowjob, or whatever. <laughs> Dick Blowjob, who came over from America. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right, Dick Blowjob. He's, well, he's he's uh, he's Jan Blowjob's American cousin. Uh-huh, who came yeah. over here. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. It was yeah. actually it was actually Dick Fellatio, but they changed it to Ellis Island. Uh-huh. So yeah. they're Italian now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, Dick Fellatio. <laughs> All right, so it's, yeah. th- they were actually... I actually looked at the comments on a TechCrunch article about this, mm-hmm. where someone pointed out that um, isn't this going to immiserate everyone and push property prices up? Oh, what? Um, yes. And uh, the CEO responded. Yeah, it'd be very funny if the CEO just responded, "Yes, what the fuck are you going to do about it, pussy?" <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. getting sucked four ways at the same time. That's right. Yeah, are you? Yeah, maybe think. <laughs> maybe you, uh, have you had to cut a hole in your dash chair to get rimmed? I didn't think so. <laughs> so <laughs> I love this a uh, Caligulan private equity firm. Yeah. I'm on a sex swing. Thing. Like, I'm like I'm smoking a shisha. I'm wearing like a really loosely wrapped turban. Yeah. It's me. I'm a, I'm a fucking new age Jan Dicksack. Yeah, well, I'm here. <laughs> welcome to the European financial sector, honestly. Yeah. It, is, it is kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, I, I kind of prefer this. I kind of prefer instead of your landlord being like a miserable English person, give me the like debauched Euro finance guy who has mm. like yeah. got a fucking boat where he's getting rimmed on it. Yeah, I'm getting rimmed by chicks from a country that no longer exists, thanks to a deal I just did. Ah, uh, Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, not anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I finally bought can- Canada, my yeah, private equity right. fund. Mm. What's the private equity fund called, Milo? It's a, it's a twunk hole finance venture. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. You got That's it. That's right. Get down in one. Yeah, we're at twunk hole. It's named after my grandfather, twunk hole. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's from Prussia. <laughs> 
Yeah, no longer exists. Neither does you. Keep sucking my dick. Twunkhole Finance. It's like, yeah. it's been seeing something we hear from again. It's like huh? Wu-Tang Financial, but the Wu has like an umlaut on it. Yeah, woo. Uh, so here, here is here is what Nils Henning had to say <laughs> <laughs> through, through a haze of shisha. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you for your comment, Matthew. Good point, and we thought about it. I bet you did, you fucker. Yeah. From an ESG, which is environmental, social, governance, goals All right. perspective. We help cities bring local communities back to city centers no, by acquiring no, properties this formerly. Was, this was written by a guy holding a clipboard and like dictated by the guy into like some she they pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we help cities bring local communities back to city centers by acquiring properties formerly used for short term rentals. Besides, by consolidating and professionalizing fragmented rental markets, we increase energy efficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure though. I'm sure that you know Twunkhole Finance will be replacing your boiler. Yeah, that's right. They will um, be doing that. And availability of professionalized, affordable living because they won't be raising the prices either. And no. they'll be doing it. Pr- and, and the guy they hire to manage it will be different from the guy that your current landlord hires well, no, to manage. No, because we've it. been over this. Mm. They won't hire a guy to manage it. Yeah. That guy will do it all in house. Yeah, they'll call. Yeah. It'll, it'll be. It'll, he'll be so. High. The guys at Twunkhole Finance will yeah. be so high. They'll yeah. be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Jens Dixak, yeah, I'm smoking opium right now. There's a fucking what? There's a fucking leak. Well, I don't know how to do something about it. Just plug it. Money. You, you got like putty or something? I don't know. Put, put cum in there. I don't know what you do. I have to call I'm not fucking, a fucking plumber. You're the plumber. I have to call fucking Yeeps Blumpkin to ask if I can like <laughs> nail up some pictures. Milo, I really have to say though, on that last response, you kind of trended into Donald Trump's Dutch cousin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which actually he was. The Twunkhole yeah. Finance was a you partnership. Thought, yeah, you don't have plumbers over there? What's the problem? You got, I, I called the plumber here. He showed up with his dick through a pizza. Had to suck him off. There wasn't even a leak. I got into the business of Eurofinance through the Caligulan debauchery, yeah. not through the finance. Yeah, I got yeah, it, it was so an fucking- orgy organizer. I was so fucking high, I called the plumber. We don't have any pipes. We replaced all the pipes with tubes to bring the chicks in to suck us off. <laughs> oh, God. The yeah. deba- Eurofinance debauchery. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so- I don't shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the opium helps. <laughs> shit in years. Okay. <laughs> we increase energy efficiency and the availability of professionalized, affordable living, thus help investors and governments solve the housing and land crisis, achieve sustainability, equality, and better consumer protection. Also, from day one, and but we have to forget everything we said because I didn't read this bit. Right, okay. So this is actually good. Right. From day one, we are committed to equality, diversity, and inclusiveness both in the company and our business. Well, yeah, vision. because they're so based Euro vibes. About- they're like based yeah. Euro yeah. vibes, yeah. guys. Of course they're not so, like... Yeah. They're I'm go- getting sucked yeah. off by a fucking Benetton ad right now. <laughs> so, so never mind all the stuff we said earlier. They they have all that stuff in their business vision, mm. so uh, ignore the previous thing. Yeah, no, this this, yeah, this guy this guy is not going to fix your pipes because he's too busy getting like he him pussy, she her pussy, uh, he him dick, mm. she they dick, like Zer pussy. Like yeah. the yeah. whole fucking rainbow of inclusion for this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's like it's that's what they do at uh, Orgy yeah. Euro Finance. Yeah, they're gonna give you they're gonna give you a house pronoun. <laughs> and you're gonna love it. <laughs> uh, oh pronouns, man. but yeah, no boiler. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's right. Ain't that just the case? Anyway, that's Casafari, <laughs> and that's that's what that company sure is about. 
Mm. It's about that particular Euro finance. Why do you need hot water for washing your dick? You're just gonna get it dirty again. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, I want to do a little bit of uh of of the British politics zone as well. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were having so much fun with Euro vibes, and now you I yank mean, us well, back into Anglo vibes. Here's the thing, right? Mm. I like there is uh, there is quite a bit to say about um. The fact that like every journalist in this country seems to have been just completely bamboozled once again by mm. Tory framing on two issues. Oh, really? Uh, they love yeah. to get bamboozled. Number one, uh, the fact that the Tories have just said, all right, well, we got rid of the guy who was getting topped off in his office, like some mm. kind of debauched Eurofinance guy. Yeah. We got rid of Eurofinance Matt Hancock. Yeah. Matt Hancock Matt was punished now. for trying <laughs> to be two Euro vibes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's because that so, woman wasn't called Tracy. Then yeah. it would have been fine. Yeah, or yeah, Gemma or something like Based, that. It's a British yeah. name. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, no, so uh, essentially what has happened um, is that, uh, as we know, uh, the Sag is back in charge. The Sag. Um, and, th- and basically what is... Ne- and this is all now like the group of guys who are like, look, COVID, eh, it's, what's a pandemic? It's what even is it? It's a vibe, I guess. Let's just mm. unlock everything all at once and pretend it's not ha- the vaccination program going well, but not complete. Eh, it's good enough. I'm sure it'll stick. Yeah, we've put George yeah. Costanza yeah. in charge of <laughs> pandemic <laughs> management. Uh, and so the they've said, well, look, if we don't unlock on July 19th, mm. when will we ever unlock? And yeah, uh, sli- after that, yeah, slightly yeah. later. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I can't hear you from the gulag of my own luxury house. Um, yeah, because like I, I don't mean to like be uh, like because the the lib opposition to that isn't a total straw man. There are a couple of people who have been so fucked up by the pandemic that they're just like we can never unlock ever ever. Uh, but like y- y- by the same token, you don't have to be like nope, we're doing it next week. Fuck you. Yeah, and also a lot of the details of it are kind of insane, because Mm. even if they're like, okay, for like economic and social reasons, we really want to reopen certain things that aren't open now, like nightclubs, whatever. Okay, yeah, you can make an argument for that. But why would you say, and also don't wear a mask on the tube anymore? There's no reason to stop wearing a mask on the tube. That's just like a good idea. Tory party management. Yeah, it's like Ah. giving giving a bunch of red meat to like anti-lockdown guys who all hate it. And are still furious, despite having been given mm. more than they could possibly have wished for, on the basis that this yeah. is like some kind of trap. Mm. Yeah. There should be an orgy on the tube. It's <laughs> compulsory. Oh, that's, oh, that's European. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, European, there'd be women there. It's all men. <laughs> There's no women. They should blokes. be at home. Yeah. It's yeah. all blokes that aren't allowed to see their kids. It's fathers <laughs> for justice and swinks. <laughs> so, um, anyway. There, so that's one of the things that the sort of the British press in general has been just like completely fucking taken by. Yeah, I get, like the like the marks they are who love it. They and love the kind to get of bamboozled. Um, yeah, and the second th- and of course the uh, the the response of by, by Starmer to this is basically a few sort of are welcome. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. He actually says, uh, I think we should call the Delta variant the Johnson variant. Cool. Yeah. Epic. Yeah. Yeah, Some more partridge shit. Pure partridge. Uh, but uh, it's yeah, it's the, that is some classic, just dangerous Donald stuff to mm, be like. Yeah. Oh, it's like, actually, I call the virus uh, Boris Johnson. Yeah, uh, that's right. Oh, again, the real virus. So, and again, <laughs> the clowns in Congress. <laughs> yeah, the real virus. I love it when politicians yeah. do clowns in Congress. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's great. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. The coolest thing he's ever done is he did a clowns in Congress thing. Also, what's what's really funny about that is that it doesn't really like. I mean, the, the Delta variant, like it originated in India, mm-hmm. so it's not even really. Although Boris Johnson has exacerbated the spread of it in Britain. 
Like, yeah, it's it the, like, it's it's can't the, it's really... the Narendra Modi variant. If you yeah, have yeah. to put a guy's name on it, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah but the but the idea stealing of... the achievements of people of color, yeah, again. <laughs> but the idea of calling it a uh, of the idea of, of being like, oh, well, it's the Johnson variant, and yet also like the 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 Ashworth has been making the Labour sa- Shadow Secretary has been making sort of. I think we should give it yeah. back to India. <laughs> like his typical Britain stealing stuff. <laughs> no, the Ashworth ba- it's ours. Ash- Ashworth has basically said, um, well, yeah, you should be. You don't have like full sick pay, and you don't have enough data. And it's like, ah, mm. cool. That's the best we can muster, huh? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. But the other thing, the other mm. thing that British journalists have allowed themselves to be completely, you know, buffaloed about mm. is this idea that um, Johnson relaxing all of the restrictions at once, including like also the mask thing is just not just on the tube in shops and restaurants and you'll be able to yeah. like cough in people's faces if you want. To. Yeah. And then and yeah. so if That's you're true, bloody right, it's called being English. And so basically what it means is that uh, a bunch of service workers uh, Will taxi drivers, die. like people, yeah, who are gonna all who are yeah. disproportionately young are all going to be exposed more or less on purpose by Boris Johnson to the coronavirus, uh, because of because of Tory party management. Well, yeah, I mean, like, not to be too hyperbolic, but they are gonna kill a lot of people for the sake of like uh, anti mask Baz, who is gonna hate the whole thing anyway. Mm. And yeah. may I say, Kalima, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I guess makes sense to me about this is like obviously we would be remiss if we didn't note that at present while hospitalizations and deaths are rising with the caseload they are not rising in a way commensurate with their rise prior to vaccination so like there is obvious evidence that vaccinations even one shot but certainly two shots reduce the overall severity of symptoms great but two problems exist here. Number one, not a lot of people under 30, for example, have gotten both doses. And, and obviously, a lot of people under 18 have not gotten any doses. We have already started to see lots of issues with long-term problems, even in young mm-hmm. people. The, the Delta variant has, as I understand it, stronger symptoms, more severe symptoms in young people to include young children. And even more than that, this creates an environment in which you are basically asking for another variant to emerge that can, in fact, defeat or, you know, bypass the vaccine to a greater degree than the ones we've seen already. Yeah, so we'll call that the Starmer variant. Yeah, and the thing that kills me about it, it's like, look, all right, I understand that, you know, as things get to a certain point, you can start to open up again. And there's going to be, I mean, like there's stuff that's insane. I've seen things where people, children doing outdoor activities, children under 10 doing outdoor activities in like the actual city of San Francisco are being required to wear masks the whole time. Like that's, that's kind of fucking bonkers. Mm. You don't need to go that far all the time. Britain on a whole noticed that, for example, outdoor mask usage is not really that big of a deal unless you're in a gathering of people. And like they, that, that there has not been you know, a huge departure in effect in infections in America versus Britain, where in America, like even outdoors, people have been really strongly encouraged to wear masks, whereas here it's not really as big of a thing outdoors. So like there are examples of people going too far with what you might call alarmism, but I don't think it's alarmist at all to look at the present situation and be like, this is too early and too fast. Why are you doing this now? And I feel like the only explanation I can get was that tweet from, I think it was Alan Sugar about like, 
I will never employ anyone who works from home. Get back to the fucking office now. Like that's commercial landlords in Britain. That's who the Tory party are and are for. And again, and I can't stress enough. Uh, two of Alan Sugar's siblings have died of COVID. Yeah, that's why you can trust him. Yeah. Lord Sugar. It's just very funny every time I remember that we have to listen to a guy called Lord Sugar, the inventor of the Amstrad emailer. And Sugar. Mm. <laughs> Daddy Sugar and Lord Sugar, the two genders. The fact that there's been a back and forth on Brexit mm. between Alan Sugar and Andrew Adonis, the fact that I have to explain to people back in America that there are, in fact, two guys named Lord Sugar and Lord Adonis, and that's not a joke. Like, it's, it's believe me, it's annoying. But I think that, that Alan Sugar's comment is pretty indicative of what's going on, that this is absolutely the Tories just being Tories. And I think you, you, you have to accept that like things are going to need to open up even, you know, before you get to zero cases, zero hospitalizations, etc. But why so fast? Why now? Why say just damn the torpedoes? We're never fucking doing it again. And it's like, it, to me, it just feels, it's like, guys, you are absolutely priming the pump for the situation to get unexpectedly worse. Mm. And everyone is going to have seen it coming. And everyone, just the same fucking worms back in March 2020, who were like, whoa, 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 why don't Americans want herd immunity? We need herd immunity. Herd immunity is the answer. While like fucking everyone's grandparents were dying. The same fucking people are going to run cover for them and be like, oh, how could we, how, how could we have known that there was going to be another variant? It's like, because that's what fucking has happened everywhere that it's spread uncontrolled. And Epidemiology right now, Badil there. <laughs> yeah, and right now your plan for mitigating this is, well, vaccinate everyone at our own pace who's 18 or older, and then every child in Britain just needs to get it. Well, that has long been the policy of the British political elite. We're doing the children of men speedrun, right? Which is yeah. great. This yeah. is so fucking mm. cool. And, uh, and also, the, the, the thing also... Except is, in this version of children of men, we want the children to die. No, we will <laughs> yeah, have no. killed them. Also, yeah. uh, like, the, like the thing of like long COVID or whatever, so like the possibility that even if you are vaccinated, you will get like mm. mild symptoms, but get something that like fucks you up long term is not something to like mm. take lightly. But instead, it seems that we're taking everything lightly because uh, we're bored mm. now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, I mean, the I'm, other I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm fair, fucking been... bored. I'm frustrated, but like, yeah. the, I, I'm also not the fucking prime minister. Thank God. I, and I, so... have, I have exactly one take on it, Alice, and that is at this point, everyone who is a boomer who is medically able to take the vaccine has been offered a second dose at this point, mm. and now they've got theirs. So all the 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 bounty of England is the boomer's reward. <laughs> they are going to be. They need their treats again, and everyone else is just going to have to fucking get COVID. Damn the torpedoes. That's the British way. Nice. And I must stress that if you're bored of the pandemic, as we all are, you, you're, none of you are as bored of the pandemic as the Tories are of governing. <laughs> they, they hate governing. They're so mad that they've had to do actual governing for like a year and a half. Even the bare minimum that they've actually done. They cannot wait to get back to just like selling stuff to property developers. <laughs> like that is like they cannot wait until they never have to do an actual thing ever again. Well, I think the other thing to remember, right, is all the things that have gone well about pandemic management have been managed to the NHS. Yeah. Which is the vaccine thing. And when mm. when sort of the, when we and it used to. And, and so all of the things that have been managed poorly, basically, have been managed by the government. And now they're saying, well, it's personal responsibility. And our journalist class is like, well, time to take you at your word. 
I don't see any reason to not do that. Why would I ask a follow-up question? What are you, Jeremy Corbyn? <laughs> Come on. Um, and the other thing, right, it's the other thing, the other the half of this that I want to talk about in terms of his libertarian instincts um, is that yeah, this is, he's not a fucking libertarian. He, he never has been anything close to like what these people think of as a libertarian, which is someone who genuinely believes that the state should get out of people's way. But like yeah. the, the people who describe Boris Johnson, him, for all his faults, he has sex with adult women. <laughs> the, the people who are describing him as a libertarian have an idea of what a libertarian is, which he isn't even. No. You know, no. If you think about like what, what, are, what are the things that are being passed right now? One thing that makes it an offense to rescue a drowning person based on their ethnicity, on their nationality. Yeah. And another thing... Uh, that basically criminalizes the way of life of an entire ethnic group and also makes it illegal to protest noisily. Which, by the way... I just, really want to check someone's ID before I rescue them from yeah, drowning. That is, that is the new law about uh, borders yeah. and nationality. Yeah, it fucking is. Yeah. That's the, and, yeah. and the idea that, like, everyone, that the same crop of journalists who just love to get... I mean, I should stop being surprised by it myself. Mm. But it's just, it is hard to look at these people as having... Like some kind of measure, they would consider Cognitive themselves as having some kind of yeah executive function, measure of success in their career, yeah, object whatever. permanence, uh, yeah, that these <laughs> sense of self, <laughs> theory of mind, yeah. Um, but that uh, they are able to just, I mean, of course they, and I sort of there's there's two sort of uh, wolves inside of me, mm. uh, and the first one is saying. Uh, it's their job to not get buffaloed, to get buffaloed by this stuff. If mm. they weren't buffaloed by this stuff, then they would be at local papers. They wouldn't yeah. be national level senior reporters. And the other wolf was bred in Siberia. <laughs> oh, that to guy. Be extremely gay and radioactive. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a he third. He's very, very dangerous. Do not approach the gay radioactive wolf. <laughs> He's only. No, we have to get him for that Eurofinance yeah. guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's the only man powerful enough to fuck the gay radioactive wolf. <laughs> yeah. the, the, there's a third wolf in yeah. me, I guess. Okay, yeah. Um, Being which, fucked by no, a second wolf. I'll fight a fourth wolf. <laughs> Just give me one right, spare right, wolf. Right, Riley's wolf orgy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is basically right. That Hello, I'm wolf orgy, and I also work at... <laughs> yeah, wolf, wolf orgy is your new landlord's. Twunk Hall. Twunk Hall Finance. Twunk yeah. I'm going to put you through to Wolfgang no. Orgy. Wolf, Wolfgang Bang. Wolf Orgy went to Phillips Exeter and then Harvard. Yeah, And that's so he, right. has an, he has kind of an international school American accent. Yeah. Um, mm. Anyway, no, the, 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 this, this spare wolf that's not involved with the others. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, it's, it's saying to the, the first one that's having the conversation with, it's like, it still says, but I still, you still expect that they must have some level of shame some level of just self-awareness mm. that like that they are th because they all idolize like the fucking journalist as the hero they idolize their west wing shit of uncovering the scoop or whatever that that there is there is just oh, but to them the scoop is yeah. like when someone is rude yeah that's true yeah but and to, to clarify so the first wolf and the fourth wolf are having this philosophical debate over the top of the other two wolves <laughs> who are ravenously fucking yes correct okay good yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't put the for those middle two wolves in. Mark, mark that on your trash. You're being It's like, I'm not a pervert. Those two wolves are just there. But I'm also not a homophobe, so I'm not going to yeah, stop them. Two, two wolves Look. trying to record a podcast while the other two wolves are just fucking each other. Yeah. So uh, look, uh, we're gonna go a little long, but I promised well, myself that wolves fucking each other or something. <laughs> I, mm. I promised myself I would I would include this particular reading. Okay, a nation conceived in liberty confronts its queasiness with the, quote, MILF-mobile, unquote. Nice. Hell, fuck yeah. Why has someone written an article about my car? 
<laughs> now, see, Milo, this is a subject that's very close to your heart. It is. Yeah. Uh, to quote the great Eugene Debs. It's closer Debs. to my heart than the four, the four wolves in my head. <laughs> <laughs> to quote the great Eugene Debs, uh, mm. as long as there is a woman in leopard print underwear, I too am a MILF. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, so this is uh, essentially a, this is another, if we want to sort of t- go on our, on our theme about sort of libertarianism, mm. nanny statism, what is the sort of uh, correct amount yeah, the of uh, state overreach. big government is trying to stop you from mm. like yeah. fucking MILFs. Yeah, um, what is the peak age for a MILF? Uh, but you, this is this is also it just gels with one of your mm. core interests. It does, essentially. Yeah. So, uh, Brittany Glidden drives Maine's most beloved vehicle. That's a MILF name already. Mm. Yeah, um, it's a 2013 Chrysler Town and Country minivan. Yes. An okay. enormous custom-made MILF mobile logo is plastered on its rear windshield. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, the ride- Brittany DM me. Yeah, that's well. <laughs> Let's talk. Um, because well, it's, it's, it's you. You sort of say that MILF is actually an economic category. Socioeconomic category, yes. Yeah. Because to be a MILF, right? Then this there's something I elaborate on in my forthcoming stand-up show, which you can you can get tickets for. Um, it, uh, MILF is a socioeconomic category in the sense that to be a MILF, you don't actually need to be a mother. No. What you need to be is you need to be a woman of a certain age, of course, but you also need to be a woman of a certain socioeconomic certain class, means right? minivan means exactly. Yeah, because you can't. You can't be a working class MILF. There are attractive working class women, but they can't be MILFs because a MILF has to be a woman of leisure, right? Mm-hmm. To be a MILF, you have to have a husband who's wealthy enough to go away on business. So you're saying the MILF is a type of voter? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they are a demographic. They're a, demogra- They're you, a demographic you can you appeal could, to. The Democrats and could micro-target the MILFs. You know what? They're mostly Tories. I'm not going to lie to you. They're mostly Tories <laughs> in Britain. In America, they're probably mostly Democrat, yeah, I, think I would say. Well, but, depend- I think it, it's very state by state. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Although uh, Maine, I think, is a swing state for MILFs. Mm. I mean, I well, think, MILFs are always swinging. <laughs> I think as goes the, as goes yeah. the MILF, so goes the state. <laughs> the bellwether MILF. <laughs> yeah. We're doing surveying MILFs in fucking Florida. <laughs> See what they, we've heard about Florida man, but what about Florida MILF? Yeah, indeed. Mm. So, um, Blitten's ride also sports several bumper stickers, including Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, standing on a huge fucking diagram of MILFs. <laughs> yeah, four wolves Blitzer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Glidden's ride also sports the bumper stickers such as "Kids in this bitch honk if one falls out." If you gotta ride my ass, at least pulls my hair. Condoms prevent minivans, and then her license plate says "Tits out." Nice. Awesome. <laughs> and this woman is such a fucking queen. Well, yeah, there's rules. You may say this. Yeah. We may all say this. Mm, we do. And we're right. Democratic State Senator William Diamond. <laughs> Billy Diamond. <laughs> yeah, you'd think a Democratic state senator called Billy Diamond would be into this a kind man, of thing. A man with a porn-ass name. I mean, no. Maine state senator Johnny Sins. What does he have to say <laughs> about the MILF reveal? Unfortunately, uh, but this is this is an example of, I think, some nanny state overreaching we can all afford to condemn. That's right. Uh, which is <laughs> the, the nanny state should be looking after the kids of the MILFs <laughs> while we fuck. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the new bill is introduced a bill banning vulgar and obscene uh, vanity plates that would include yeah, tits out. Cuck shit. Absolute yeah. cuck shit. This is the same shit they tried to pull on Ass Man in Saskatchewan. And, in and now they're trying to pull it on the MILF man. The MILF woman. The MILF. <laughs> the MILF, the MILF man I, is a powerful energy. Yeah, the MILF man who lives down Drury Lane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Riding a little electric cart to meet the MILFs. Yeah, that's right. Delivering MILFs to your house in the morning. <laughs> My, Milo, let me ask you a question as the subject matter expert on MILFs and also on... My pleasure. On it's a Eng- pleasure to be here. You, you, Venn diagram overlap of Englishness and MILF knowledge. Uh, that, the level of the stuff on the bumper stickers and stuff like that, 
is that a kind of thing you could get away with in Britain? Like, would people get mad? Would people get weird? Like, I know bumper stickers aren't as big of a thing here. I'm just wondering because that is a bit that is a bit forward for America. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not condoning people being weird prudes about it. But that you'll get more public pushback for having stuff like that on your car in America. Whereas Britain also has the like. You know, if you go to a pub and you meet like a 45 year old lady in like a leopard print jacket who calls herself the BJ queen, that's just like a normal night out. Oh, yeah. Tits and splits and blowjob Stacy. What? I never tell you about when I met two women who called themselves tits and splits and blowjob Stacy in a McDonald's at one o'clock in the morning in Cambridge. And you say, did it have any effect on you? Well, they weren't. They, to be fair, they weren't milfs. They, ah. were, they were probably about. They were probably about thirty, I guess. Okay. And I was like maybe like twenty-one. So you met the cock destroyers, essentially. I base. I met the cock destroyers. Yeah. So we were. Um. Uh. We were chatting to them. It was me and another, a friend of mine. And then um, they're explaining to me about being tits and splits and blowjob Stacy. And then um, mm. and then I was like, uh, okay, so which one of you is tits and which one of you is splits? And then what? The first one goes, no. I'm tits and splits. She's blowjob Stacy, and I'm like, okay. And then <laughs> the woman who calls herself tits and splits proceeded to get out her tits and then do the splits. And then there was this kind of bizarre moment as everyone just turned to blowjob Stacy. Like, what? <laughs> How are you gonna follow that? <laughs> what are you gonna? <laughs> yeah. And she had to catch a flight to Luxembourg. <laughs> Bizarrely. Yeah, in order to yeah. fuck your new landlord. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> she had to go and beat Wolfgang Bang. <laughs> mm. So, uh, um, so in, in but yeah, sorry, the bumper stickers yeah. in Britain. No one has bumper stickers; they're very rare. And the people who do have bumper stickers that are would really deranged. Have been helped by just like some punctuation, I guess. Yeah, would have clarified the difference between the two of them. Exactly. The other day, I did see uh, uh, a bumper sticker in the UK, which when you see one, it immediately sticks out because no one has them. And it just in huge letters just said, my child is autistic. And I'm just kind of like, how should that influence my driving? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand. Why do you want we, me to so know you're tailgating my mum? <laughs> <laughs> my other car is a train. <laughs> um, yeah, bumper sticker just said, well, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Britain is a mind-your-own-business country. That if we have like a national uh, character, it is like do not do not interact with other people, right? So no matter what you write on your car, people will just be like, well, "Okay, that's weird," but I'm well, not going to I'm not going to talk me. to them about it. Mm. Yeah, well, you immediately, even if you have like a huge swastika on the back of your car, you become the weirdo for being the guy who goes over and goes, "What's the deal with that swastika?" That's the greater social faux pas in Britain. <laughs> and that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> um, so this, this, um, so basically, right? This, the, um, uh, twenty fifteen, a new law mm. was passed. I w- I'm desperate to understand the process of the passage of this law. Yeah, eliminating the Secretary of State's power to reject vanity plates on like on like their own um mm. uh, uh uh what's on their own recognizance on their own like uh, volition. Right, right. You, they no longer have the power to step in. And reject a vanity plate as of 2015. Step in. Okay, so, <laughs> being, so, so yeah. the, the way was clear for tits out until... Yeah. And, and, well, and so in 2015, you could, you could say, like, you know, the secretary... You could have a license plate that specifically is rude about the secretary of state. Yeah, but you've got to fit it nothing in, about it. You've got to fit yeah. it into a license plate frame. And, like, U.S. license plate numbers are a lot shorter than, than British ones. So, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, but uh, but in light in U.S. license plates, you can just have whatever you want as mm. a vanity plate. In California, you can even have hearts in them. That's true. Whereas in Britain, you can only buy 
Yeah. In California, uh, you also, though, they do review them and they, they reject them on very arbitrary lines. But sometimes it's very, very funny. I really want, I, I would have really loved to live in California and get a number plate that was just eight hearts. Because then if you're being chased by the police, like, oh, the number plate is a uh, heart, 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 heart. heart, heart. Uh, we have ascertained the suspect's number plate. It you, should, is, uh, you should be able to get a long enough vanity plate so it can say, uh, sorry, my mistake. Do not assist me. I just recall uh, this yeah. thing. I just recall this <laughs> thing right. from Los Angeles magazine uh, where they went through the like the spreadsheet of the rejections of yes, vanity plate I remember this too. And why. And they're amazing. Uh, someone put be my bay. And the uh, DMV comment says, no, bay equals poop in Danish. So, no, you can't have it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. mm. uh, that one, I'll oh, leave that one along. Um, it, <laughs> we're both, scroll- we're both scrolling on this same one at the same time, but there is one that I think both Nate and I have in mind, uh, which is... Uh, I mean, B1 is, yeah. is, is BMW HNTR, and the applicant explanation is playful joke, and the DMV comments, BM- BMW Hunter, he has an Audi, so he's hunting down BMW drivers? <laughs> I, no. I found it, I found it, I found it. That was, okay, so they applied for the license plate Tuna Fish, uh, T U N A F S H. App- oh yeah. Applicant explanation: I'm a professional fisherman, and I fish for tuna all over the world. DMV comments: I googled him. He is, and he does, uh, and they rejected it. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, fine. <laughs> Fuck you. O N W two B Y B. Applicant explanation: On my way to bang your bitch. DMV. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can let that one through? Come on. (laughs) DMV comment, don't. (laughs) No, 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 no. DMV comments, what he said, (laughs) reverdict, no. So um, what they they say, what Diamond says is he says, I'm no prude or interested in letting Big Brother run our lives, but I want to be able to control what people write on their cars. He said, but uh, what we are now allowing has gone way beyond the original intent Mm. of the vanity plate program. This is not an attempt to implement. What was the intent? Uh, it's so uh, people can have fun with their cars. Not too much fun. Yeah, oh, okay. like you know, not ha- real have fun. wholesome fun. I have another California yeah. plate. I'm going to interrupt you with this one. Mm-hmm. So they, they what they wanted was a uh, dick extension. DCK XTSN. Uh, applicant mm-hmm. explanation: I'm the extension of my dad. My father's name is Dick, and I was named after him. And then the DMV comments are: <laughs> Dick extension. Customer's name is Brant. That's right. My name is also Brad. Um, I actually, the girl I dated who was from California, her older brother was six foot seven. No, younger brother. Sorry, her younger brother was six foot seven. And uh, he had the number plate six foot seven guy (laughs) on a Toyota Prius station wagon. That is a Toyota Prius station wagon. So if you meet him, that guy we've just identified now. Yeah, say hi to him. uh, Probably we actually shouldn't have that specific guy in there. (laughs) I respect them. I respect them for being able to do it. I will say also, one time driving in Chicago, I saw someone with an Illinois license plate mm. that was just, do me now. And mm. Uh, mm. they let them have it. So you know what? Yeah, Maybe California it, needs yeah. to stop being so goddamn fucking Yeah, it was actually dome st- now. <laughs> <laughs> and and Maine, Maine needs, to, needs to get on the trolley. Uh, it says, um, this is not an attempt to implement strict Puritan guidelines. There are plenty of opportunities for free speech. Not too free, though. You know, don't have fun with it. <laughs> get G- the, the application G-A-S-P-A-S-R. Applicant explanation, I'm a nurse and anesthetist. DMV comments, gas passer, she passes gas, brackets, farts. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Uh, Maine, so the current Secretary of State in Maine, right, they, uh, they, they also supports Diamond's proposal, which is basically like, let the Secretary of State veto the license plate. <laughs> it goes up to the governor. And uh, it, well, it, it's sort of more... i got to appeal to, for license plate clemency to the governor. Uh, let me have TWNK bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want the state Supreme Court to rule on the constitutionality of me driving around in a car with it's out on it. Yeah. No, you, you don't understand. I run a company called Twunk Hole Finance. <laughs> That's why I need another plate Twunk Hole. Yeah, it's, my, my fetish is to drive around Maine in an old in an old wood-sided uh, station wagon. Yeah, that's right. I'm so rich that I like that now. Oh, yeah. I'd love a wood-sided station wagon. Yeah, of course you mm-hmm. would, Alice. Uh, one of my favorite games on road trips as a kid was the license plate game, said the Secretary of State. But sadly, this is not well, a game I'd recommend. Secretary. <laughs> <laughs> but sadly, this is not a game I'd recommend to kids on Maine's roadways today. <laughs> yeah, they might learn the word tits. <laughs> you just can't escape the proliferation of the F word, or worse. What I love about this is that what these people think is going to happen if a child learns the word tits, because I have news for them, it's absolutely nothing. Mm. <laughs> well, A, they already know the word tits, mm-hmm. first of all. And and also, everyone has been a child. So you know that when you were like eight, you knew the word yeah, tits and, and you thought and, it was really funny. And like also, like genuinely like <laughs> explicit stuff, in as much as you can possibly fit it into a license plate, mm. kids just are not going to understand. It's just going to pass yeah, right yeah. over them. Like Well, though, it's because they, it's not, be- it, they, it's because really what they want is they don't want to see it. Because mm. they are, yeah, you're, inve- you're inventing a child yeah. to like find a reason mm. to like ban tits out or whatever. Yeah, well, it's join I mean, me in the mind nursery. This, this right is an example of I think where you know uh, the the sort of your, your various like establishment Democrats in the Labour Party likes to shake hands, which is the idea that we have to interfere in every little pocket of your mm. life, and we need to make it nice and clean and tidy how we like it. Which means that what we have to do is rub all the hard, the, the rough edges so, off of everything that this we is, see. This is bi-coastal, right? Because California, as far as I can tell, has never rejected tits out, but it has rejected dick out. <laughs> um, so there are a number of plates are considered vulgar enough to be banned. Examples including uh, thinly veiled profanities like "fuck you," t- "fuck you too," "i e a t a five five." now i want to ask what's the funniest car for a license plate with aidas to be on Uh, i'm thinking oscar Mayer wienermobile (laughs) (laughs) trapiti cruiser i think the Mm. only lada in maine oh Oh, yeah trabant i definitely like a trabant yeah you've got a jiguli in maine you're eating ass you'll hunt to buy i I like the idea of registering that plate on a delorean because it implies you travel through time to find more (laughs) ass to eat um another one is uh another one is just people suck so uh, you can't hmm. express uh, the feelings of a Nirvana song no, in mi- your license plate in Maine. Misanthropy illegal. Which is yeah. funny because, I mean, like people suck or whatever, mean people suck was like a bumper sticker in the 90s that you'd see all the time in America. And so it is weird to me that people are like, no, well, that's offensive. We can't have it. It was like people already put it on their cars all the fucking time. Like, I don't know. Like there is an extent to which, you know, okay, I get it. Like, you know, grossly sexual stuff that the, the state can't really be like sure put it on your car but like the yeah. idea that, that you're going to be that prudish it's just it seems like i don't know almost like an anach- like an yeah. anachronism so something something also deeply weird about being this prurient about something that's like 
made very often with prison labor is oh like, yeah 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 uh, we, every we, we license can't, plate like, in california every license plate in california is made with prison labor yeah yeah it has been since the we, we, we can't make an incarcerated person stamp the word bussy onto a license plate at work yo what the fuck is twink bussy eh? <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know, it's been sold to me by this guy. <laughs> yeah, well, whereas in Britain, we have a different system for this, which is you can basically have anything you want on a license plate as long as it has been on a, as long as it has organically been made. So because the DVLA has like number and letter sequential systems for issuing license plates and they hold some of them back, which seem like ones that people might want to buy. But not and all. You can pretty much. You can search for cum or any number of these things on a number of websites and the DVLA will mm. sell them to you. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, as long as it's been in the sequence, you can buy it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I did. Yeah. I did a thread a while back on the funniest license plates that I could find, and uh, let me yeah. tell you, there's there's. Some I'm sure good you ones. did, Alice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I recall seeing a license plate in Florida because this was shared like a early internet 1.0 meme because Florida license plates at the time had a great big uh, orange in the middle of them, you know, citrus orange state, mm. and it was it was a randomly generated one. It was A55 RGY, but it looked like ass orgy, <laughs> and it's just like I actually like it better when I get a plate that's funny, but it's randomly assigned to me, mm. uh, but I don't really know what that would look like in the UK. Uh, I don't even know if I've even seen funny plates in the UK before. Mm. You, you, could, you, could buy, um, uh, you could buy ass boss if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's ASS805S. But you could buy Aspos. Right. Mm. Someone buy us that license. There's plate. also yeah. for a mere £9,744, you could buy a license plate that simply says come to <laughs> like yeah. the sequel <laughs> to come. <laughs> Also, uh, in 2019, in late 2019, the DVLA released all of the license plates with 69 in the middle, so you can have so much fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun number. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so the, 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 the last bit is that uh, this person is a Bernie Sanders 2016 uh, Joe Jorgensen Libertarian Party 2020 switcher, and her main thing that she cares about is uh, what she can have in her license plate. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's... Um, I, I don't want to go too far into like the psyche mm. of the American voter, uh, mm. Because I, because I, that has been it. explored. All, the yeah. 300 million yeah. people whose concerns like vacillate between like, do we do socialism? Do we do something else? Based on who will let me put like piss jug on the back of my car. <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I don't want to get too far into sort of uh, American sort of uh, voter uh, psychology because uh, that's been that's that that is that is already out there we only uh, care about milfs it is very uh, but we we had to talk about the milf mobile that's right we did. And incidentally uh -huh. I, I i do want to tell you that for a mere 329 pounds you can register a car in the uk with the license plate oo69 uwu no, <laughs> I, I want i don't want anyone to do that 69 uwu <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> i welcome the uu69 but i would add the uwu <laughs> You can also register for about 600 quid the number plate TF69 hog. Are you sure it's wise to read your car's number plate on the air? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I think uh, I think that's that's about it for for today. So we're all getting into mm. our milf mobile. We're pulling on our uh, cheetah print spandex. That's right. And we're all yeah, we're gonna go out. and wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> we're all gonna go and wrestle uh, for the entertainment of some Eurofinance guys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they we're going to Wolfgang Bang's party. <laughs> we're, we're gonna the wrestling party. We're all yeah, getting we're into all, the trash to Unimog, which has the license yeah. plate yeah. come to. Please yeah. bring your own oil. <laughs> God.
Uh, anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. You can yeah. get a second episode a week for $5 per it's month. It's the bonus one. It will be the bonus one. Yeah. So don't forget to check that out. If you want to get into our MILF-mobile of bonus content, mm. then, then do so. $5 a month. It's $5 a month. A bargain at any price, in my yeah. opinion. There's so much fucking... You can slap the roof of MILF-mobile. You can spit <laughs> so much content in here. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, uh, I'll see you all uh, later. Bye. 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 Thank you.